Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. It's time for us to talk about, well, this time it's going to be a fun subject. Our first actual topic is going to be The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, man. Now, I picked the topic, but I didn't tell you what it meant. So I wanted to hear what it meant to you. Well, what I took from it was uh, uh, songs about the devil or being evil or that that uh, vein, you know. Uh, after you told me it was a little different, it was the heaviest songs you could have, you find. I think or? I picked the most profoundly evil, dark, or disturbing songs, right? That I could find. So our our our, our lists are going to be a little different. They're very different. <laughs> and one of the things that makes it so different is that we have these wildly opposite styles, right? And I actually, we're going to go right into song one. Okay. I was very surprised at how much I like this. The first time I heard uh, Born With The Tail by Super Suckers, mm-hmm. I was like, I I didn't know what to make of it at first. All right. And then I was like, okay, I really like this and I shouldn't, but I do. And I had to make notes because it was weird. <laughs> um. It's very upbeat considering it's about being evil. Yes. It's almost sarcastic. I think it is. It better be. Because otherwise, uh, it's weird. Because it also feels somewhat inspirational to me. Inspirational? Like uplifting. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like Adam. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this guy thinks farting and having a big dick make you evil. Right. You can if use that, my dick if, as a walking stick. If that is evil. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm <laughs> all pure right, evil. Take it easy. Well, the farting, really. Oh, okay. Not the big, big I have the fart. stomach of a goose that ate Mexican food. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty weird. Uh, the the fra- There's a phrase in this song, uh-huh. in the chorus, uh, you know I'm in league with Satan. Yes. Now, it is, it is meant to be cheesy and sarcastic. And I think it's meant to piss people off who hear it. And the best thing is, is that's the coolest fucking line. Right? You know it is so I'm cool. in league with Satan. It's, it's yeah, it, it catches it. It felt like, uh, the second I heard it, I'm like... That is so cool. And he's, <laughs> he's not trying to be evil. And that's what made it no. even cooler. Because he's like, it, it's it's almost like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. And it 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 feels like they know what it means, like what evil means. And they're like literally making fun of the guys like me who listen to heavy, dark, aggressive right. shit and enjoy it and think that's what evil is. Well, it's also the name of the, al- the album is... Uh where is it? Oh, here. <laughs> the sacrilegious sounds of the super suckers. Sacrilegious you know? is one of my favorite terms from The Simpsons, too. Yeah. That's when they're force-feeding Homer donuts in hell. <laughs> no. The forbidden donut. Yeah. As the When he turned his head into a donut, he kept eating pieces of his head. Mm-hmm. Sacrilegious. <laughs> so oh. this song, this this band, actually, I, uh, I found, I was introduced... Through the Scullies. Okay. The punk band that I played in. They wanted to cover, they were, we were trying to pick cover songs. And one of the ones that they wanted to do was from the Super Suckers. And I forget what song it was. It wasn't this one. But uh, I started listening and I was like, okay, this is nuts. It's like a, it's like a country punk band almost. It, it does have that, that, I wouldn't call it country. Almost like a rockabilly sense. Yeah, though. okay, okay. Like it. Well, it's got the country vibe to it. Oh, I, I think all rockabilly you know? kind of has that because, yeah. you know, 
rockabilly. Yeah. And it feels it feels fun. First and foremost, it just feels like a fun song. Uh-huh. And uh, it definitely was not the direction I was going with this, but it was a welcome addition to my collection. It actually now comes up in my regular shuffle. <laughs> like, well, I, I don't pick make playlists for myself normally. Right. I let uh, YouTube Music do the um, the super mix. Okay. Stuff in your, in your wheelhouse at all times. And I listen to it once. I listen to it, actually, anything I listen to, I listen to like four or five times to right. see what I feel about it. Right. Especially when taking notes for this. And... It can't. It now it comes up in in the rotation and it appropriately in the yeah. rotation of songs. Now I just gotta let you know that there is a country version of that. Of course there is. There has to be. They, they made a country version. Now we were talking about country bands doing non-country songs yeah. on the ride here. Yeah. And the worst I've ever heard was a bluegrass band do "Killing in the Name" with right. the full fiddle solo. I thought it would have been awesome, but you told me otherwise. It, well, we have very different sensibilities, and that show was the. The worst large scale concert uh-huh. I've ever sat through because I didn't like the bands. Yeah, and I wasn't terribly fond of the company <laughs> at that time. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, just the it was the seats were great, the bands were not. Mm-hmm. It was I had earplugs in and they were literally meant to drown out what I was listening oh, to. Oh God, it was bad. <laughs> so I think if somebody's going to listen to Born with the Tail by the Super Suckers, be prepared. It's not evil. But it's definitely about evil and how they are very aware that they are not. It's it's so it's, sarcastic. It's almost remember we were speaking about uh, coming over here as well. We we spoke about the the Church of Satan. How yes. it's not they they don't believe in Satan. Yes. Uh, well, they don't they don't they don't believe in the person. Right. They believe in profound evil. They believe in all right. of that, but they do not believe in the literal satan right um this is breaching into that we don't talk about religion right um the church of satan is not really a religious group they are a personal freedoms group right but that's what i mean about this is it they which also borders into they, politics which we don't talk right about. they don't they but they don't yeah they're not pushing they're not i'm in league with satan but yeah. ha 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 yeah you know it's the same the the kid who yells i'm possessed yeah yeah you know so uh, this is where I was coming from with 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 this topic is, I thought, let's 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 have a little fun with it. Oh, you'll, and you'll see by the end of this with my list where I went. I uh, and listened to all these songs and gave them each the same number of listens, the same amount of a hundred percent attention, mm-hmm. and I have very different opinions on each one. Good, good. And it, this song is genuinely part of my collection now. Excellent. I'm um, glad. Now, we have a double on this. We have a double of the same band on this list. Oh, yes, yes. And this is going to happen. Sometimes even from my side, I'll pick two songs from the same band. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we both pick Slayer songs. Yes. Well, it, it only makes sense. Yeah. Slayer is one of the best writers about dark, evil stuff right. that I can think of. Right. And they're one of the two, and they are probably the best. They, they without... Um, Without the guttural screaming, he does scream, but it's not, it's completely intelligible. Yeah. Um, but my first choice was Dead Skin Mask. Right. Which is about the serial killer, Ed, Ed Gein. Gein. Yeah. Uh, profoundly, profoundly evil. evil. Yes. There is no more evil than serial killers, let alone killers of children. Yeah. Um, this was a great pick, man. As this, soon as I saw it, I was like, 
The first time I heard this album, I can tell you where I was the first time I heard this album. By the way, this was the first uh, Slayer album I heard. This isn't, uh, like I said, this is not the first Slayer album I heard. Like I said before, Haunting the Chapel was the first. Right. This is the, this I heard in the cafeteria of the all boys Catholic high school I went to. Good place. And a friend of mine (laughs) handed me the disc. I put it in my CD Learn about God, hear about Satan. It was, like I was listening to... Metallica, Megadeth. Somebody handed me this. I had never heard this album at all before. Seasons in the Abyss. I could have picked almost any song from this album. Yeah. But this one always stuck with me. The screaming at the end. What's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, with the little boy or little and girl. The, I can't tell. Their what it intros. Is. It's a it's a boy. It's yeah. The um the intro is discordant. This is a thing that Slayer's known for. It's it's a great sound, but it's just this side of the, of being discordant where it feels off. Yeah. And it makes you feel like, I always felt like it made me kind of sit a little different. Yeah. It was, it was a little this un- unnerving and, or? Uh, it, it's meant to be unnerving. Right, South right. of Heaven and Seasons in the Abyss and um, Dead Skin Mask. Um, I always felt the same way with Raining Blood. Well, okay. Which is yes. another really evil you, song. We could have picked a million Slayer songs. And up until their last album. Because the funny thing is, is that uh, South of Heaven is my favorite album. Right? So, not my, I mean, my favorite Slayer album, not my favorite album of all time. My favorite Slayer Seasons in the Abyss. Uh, And just song after song, the the, the song after that, it it just kicks right in. Yep. And there's there's no moment to calm yourself. Right. You're just right into it. Like, I was. we we all watch Marvel movies. Everyone's seen at least one. Right. And at the end of a very emotional scene, there's usually a fade out. Right. Giving you a moment to process what you felt. Yeah. And Slayer doesn't believe in that. Right. It's another punch to the throat. Right. It's another kick. Right. Um, that's one of the things I love about it. And another one of my favorite bands who's also on this list is right there with them. Another group of thrash metal guys that have consistently kicked you in the face. Right. Since they decided to go all in, they go all in. Okay. And Slayer has been all in. And with the loss of Jeff Hanneman, everyone thought it was going to change for the worse. Okay. Uh, when they got Gary Holt from Exodus, mm-hmm. it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Now, I'm admittedly not the most... Uh, by the way, the last the, uh, the last album I bought was... Uh, what was that Divine Intervention? Wow, that's... That was the last one. You're missing a couple. I know, but... I, Honestly, and I hate to say this, but Slayer started to sound the same to me. Yes, um, the last three albums are similar. Yeah, but the last two are very, very standout. Okay, I'll give them a um, listen. I'm not not even the biggest Slayer fan. Yeah, uh, I would highly recommend them. Okay, just like you said, you dropped out of Megadeth. Yeah, early. I, there's a couple of albums, a couple but of I the also, I also, my, my musical style changed. Yes, you know. But now's the time. We're going to be pushing each other. I know. You're going to push me towards right. stuff. All right. I'm going to push you towards stuff. I like it, and it's going to be a nice run. So, the next one you picked, I'm mad at you. Why? Because I love, love, love Grim Reaper. Yes. Oh, I didn't pick it for, for, for no shits and giggles. But I, it's so good. <laughs> so. I don't know if you were introduced to Grim Reaper the way I was. I heard it when I was real young. Oh. And I... See, see the, these these bands, like this one, and like... Well, Priest, no, I got to know the... But Grim Reaper was just... And I only know a few songs. Probably... 
I can probably name them. It's see you in hell, right. rock you to hell. Right. And see, I couldn't even tell you. Probably suck that. it and see. Probably. It's but the, the only three that ever got airplay and suck it and see never got airplay in the United States. Yeah. And the reason I know Grim Reaper is from Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Making fun of him. I, you know what? That was the first that time That probably I heard was him. part of it. And like everyone else who saw it on Beavis and Butthead, I'm like, oh, these guys suck. Yeah. And yeah. then I listened to it on my own. I'm like, this. It is like I told you when I was coming over. It's the quintessential, what I think of when I think of 80s. Not ha- not even ha- like heavy metal. It's glam metal. Yeah, it's 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 powerful. Right. Uh, his voice. It's, it, it, and and it is. I mean, at the end of the day, when you when I listen to it, I love the song. It's like you said, it's on my playlist. It's almost comical at the end. Yes. It. But his because he hits a legit operatic note at the yeah. end. That finish yeah. That yeah. finish is operatic. Yeah. Um. But Steve Grimmett, the singer, uh, from Grim Reaper, passed away in the. Late 2015, right. 16 area. Um, he was a phenomenal performer. He was a big guy, but still, and, and in, in the 80s, yeah. you did not see big guys on yeah. stage. The biggest guy you'd see was Leslie West from Mountain. Mm-hmm. And he was a big guy on guitar, and then he lost a ton of weight. You know, cocaine. <laughs> That's how it happens. It's a hell of a drug. Oh. <laughs> so it has, it has definitely not affected my album collection. <laughs> Um, but Steve Grimmett, um, mm-hmm. singer for Grim Reaper, he lost a leg in Ecuador. He ended up getting a bacterial infection in his leg, having to amputate. How, did, did they they know how? He cut his leg. He was diabetic. Right. And you're prone to, um, you're oh, prone to okay. infections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he developed a massive infection. They took it from just above the knee down. Mm-hmm. And somehow he still got on stage after that. He got healed up, did physical therapy. Right. And kept going for a few more years. He eventually passed uh Diabetic complications, uh, heart attack. So he, oh, wow, okay. he had m- multiple heart attacks, but the last ones were diabetic complications. Yeah. He was probably still drinking and having a good time, and drinking and diabetes do no not good. sit together. Yeah. Um, but his falsetto voice is one of the most powerful of the time mm-hmm. without... You know, without a lot of the a lot of guys in the 80s had the, the extra effects to push them up. Not, you yeah. know, like King Diamond didn't, but... He was up there. Oh, Not he wasn't singing full falsetto like King Diamond, but his his high notes were high. I'm gonna annoy some of my friends, but I don't like King Diamond either. I have moments. I actually I have songs that I like only because they give me memories of hanging out with friends listening to those songs. I am gonna tell but, you uh, a secret. One of the songs on this list, the singer covers uh a King Diamond song. Okay. Better than King Diamond, in my opinion. Really? All right. Yeah, but you don't like that singer. Oh, okay. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get <laughs> we'll to get that. to it. Um, he looked like Miss Piggy in pleather. Wait, who Steve Grimmett. Oh, okay. <laughs> the singer from Grim Reaper looked uh-huh. like Miss Piggy. Yeah, it, in, it, it, in that in that video, isn't Wait, he wearing like a pink? Like, he's wearing a red pleather outfit. Yeah, it's which is bad enough. And he's moving around. He looks he looks <laughs> like Miss Piggy with a fro. Um, there's actually another video uh, for Rock You to Hell. Yeah, and that one he looks worse. Because he's got teased up hair oh, I didn't look at and that a leather jacket. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I didn't look at that one. I'll play it for you later. It's it's awful. Yeah. But the song is amazing. Uh-huh. It has like a the music video is from like a women in prison movie. Okay. It's it's like a B like a B or C C list movie. But it's an amazing song. It's not evil, but it is kind of nah, evil. Let's see what it's the idea. See what hell, my friend. I love it's, it. It's one of those <laughs> it, it really just it starts off hard. Yes. It keeps going. Yeah. But it feels so good. It, it's one of those 
Like I could listen to that. It's on my. It, it shows up in my in my shuffle all the time. Grim Reaper's been. Yeah, that's on mine all the time. It's yeah. been in 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 my collection. I had the very best of Grim Reaper. 15, 20 years. Yeah, it's when I first got the inter, like good internet access. I could download full albums. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first ones I grabbed in total. What I love about that song is that it's it's also uh, sometimes I get tired of songs on my playlist and I just click next next. This that's one oh I, I, I got to play this one through. That's a weird and I sing it in my car at 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 full volume. As as you should, <laughs> you always should. If you're gonna sing something, I guess it's at full volume. I shouldn't because uh-huh. it's terrible. Uh, now it's time for the song that we wanted to talk about, uh, uh, "Eye for an Eye" by Nightingale. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Was it content or production quality? It's both. It was a long song, if it, I remember it correctly. It's like eight long minutes song. long, and uh, it was six minutes long, so it felt long. Oh God, it felt it, yeah. But it, it was it was the quality. The vocals were buried. Yes, it sounded like something that we would record. No offense at Rock, and even Roxy once sounded. I sounded think Roxy better. sounded better. Yeah. Um, the explanation for that: this was done in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. It was a solo project that he was working on, and he did everything himself within three days. Okay, including the programmed drums. Now, in his defense, he re-recorded some of the songs from this album. In the mid two thousands, like two thousand five. Yeah, how did they sound? They're much better. They're a completely. Different is it still just him? No, it, he got okay. a full band. Okay, but still this, Night- Nightingale. It, it's Nightingale. still Nightingale. <laughs> um, the style is very much more rock than goth feeling. Okay, because it's a very gothic I did, feel. Uh, yeah, I didn't. It's get a that very Bauhaus uh, kind of feel to it. There were parts where he sounded like Mike Patton, and there were the parts where like he. I, there was another singer that I tried to remember, and it, well, he has this. He has a huge range. Yeah. And his lows are so low yeah. and almost, I wouldn't say guttural, but just droning. Low. Yeah. And then his highs are high, but he doesn't really use a falsetto or anything high in this. Yeah. Uh, this song is depressing to me because it's talking about, and this is kind of triggering for some people, but dissociation. In the song, if you listen to the lyrics, he's talking about having killed his friend. Okay, I could barely hear it, so... His friend is now in control of his body, Mm -hmm. guiding him towards his own suicide. Wow. Um, So he he suffers from a pretty serious mental condition. The The actual thing, yeah. He suffers from dissociative disorder. Okay. So he believes that... He believed, I don't know if he still does, that his friend was... Him and his friend... Oh, this was supposed to be a true story. He wrote these as a form of therapy. Oh, okay. So the first three albums are all about this one subject. Back and forth. Wow. How do yeah. you sing that many songs about the same thing? Well, they're very, they're all very different styles. Uh-huh. Uh, isolation and they're all very depressing. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's the other personality that is linked to his soul is in charge. Yeah. And he's passively in the background watching this person plan his suicide. Ew. Yeah. And he has, he can't, he has do no control. Anything. Yep. Okay. And that's why the song ends with a, Pretty chilling scream. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, in psychology, that's a primal scream. Yeah. That is meant to release you of whatever you have in you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- beginning of the next album is taken from the other perspective. It's the other personality. Oh, and the friend of... The, in, the, pu- in control of the body okay. now. See, in now that's, full regret. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, not, it's a failed... In the end, it's a failed suicide attempt. Uh-huh. And it's now, I have to get us out of here. Okay. And 
three albums later, it's the idea that he it 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 took magic to get him out. It's it's one of those. Oh, okay, it's but crazy. he is he is mentally unstable. Yeah. He's an awesome singer. Yeah. He, everyone thinks it's a concept album. It is. Yeah. But the concept is based on his actual mental illness. So do the albums get progressively better? The quality? Absolutely. Quality, yeah. Eventually he stops writing about it. All right. So and he puts out after he does an album called I believe it's called Recollections, mm. which are these songs and the, the previous three albums and a couple of new songs all recorded in super high quality. Yeah. Then he puts out an album. Uh, I think it's called The White Darkness. Okay. And it's a full album that has nothing to do with any of this. And it's just good writing. Yeah. Uh, once that happens, it's it's the highest quality. But, you know, he did a lot of it on his own. And then once... The first album's the only one with a drum machine. The second album, I think, is him and, like, two other people. And okay. And it's an actual production suite. So after this, I want to hear one of the uh, the later ones. I can actually play you one from... I can play you something from this album. Yeah. And a, an updated version as well. Okay. And that that'll probably maybe give you a better maybe, maybe perspective. Maybe give me a little, yeah. This song I picked specifically because of how depressing it is. Oh, okay, all right. It is. I, I, listen, I, I gave it. A, I gave it like, like you said. I gave it like five or six listens. Like every day going to work, I would put it on. Yeah, it's. it's and a this tough song listen. would come on, and I would just be like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, it's, <laughs> the 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 droning parts are painful to yeah, hear. Yeah, but that's meant to be the two voices arguing. Yeah. The, see, arguing the same side of the argument. See, now I'll, I'll 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 give it another listen. I definitely will. I still probably will not like it, but I will understand it. Yeah, I, I got to see if maybe there's a better quality version yeah. of it out there. Yeah, but this is he is, never re-recorded that I one. I don't think he re-recorded this song because of how yeah Fuck how man. how yeah. fucked up it is. Uh, it's it. The first time I heard it, I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, because of how painful that situation is for him, mm. and how weird the situation is, and yeah. how the style. Is so clashing with everything else you know. Yeah. And then it just, it sat with me. Yeah. And like we used to joke when I was sick, uh, my friend Chris and I was like, ah, listen to Dan Swano. That's the singer. Yeah. Dan Swano's voice cures cancer. <laughs> We'd go back and forth joking about this. Yeah. And uh, he he has many projects, mm-hmm. um, some some straight up death metal stuff. Is he still around? Is he still oh, yeah, no, performing he's still, and stuff? He actually, one of the things I showed you just before, before we started recording, um, he recorded in like 2006, seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's avant-garde, Yeah, you know, power metal stuff. Yeah. But he's doing all deep vocals. He's doing none of the falsetto stuff. Yeah. Um, he does a cover of Melissa by Merciful Fate. That's one of the ones Which I like. is the best Merciful Fate cover. Okay. Done in the same style. All right. Because, you know, Metallica did great with their Merciful Fate movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard other good Merciful Fate covers, but his version of Melissa is powerful All and right. fun. I'll find it. And it's high quality. Yeah. And he hits those falsettos tight. Yeah. Which is hard. And now we're going back to something that we talked about. It's time to talk about South of Heaven by Slayer. <laughs> Album title <laughs> and yeah. song title, yeah. South of Heaven. I, I noticed, a, uh, yeah, three, uh, three out of the four picks that I had uh, are the are the title tracks. Yeah, but if it's a good song, it's a good song, you know. If you look at the things that came out the same year this came out, mm-hmm. there is nothing like it. No. It's when you look at, like, my last song, your last song, this this song, there was nothing like this coming out in 1988. No. You got to think. We think, it, was that Back to the Future 3? Was it 3? It's 2 or 3. 85. It was 2 and 3. I would say probably 2. Okay. So. I think, I think 3 might have come out in, like, 1990. This is one of the albums I was handed, along with Haunting the Chapel. Okay. Um, Haunting the Chapel, Cowboys from Hell, 
um, student in school. I'm, I'm going to call his name out. Giuseppe Randazzo. Joe uh-huh. Randazzo. The most Italian human being I've ever met. Right. And I don't mean it because he's a hey, one of those guys. He was... And his parents were off the boat Italians. Mm-hmm. He used to call home in between classes. Wow. In Italian. What, just to check in? They, he wanted to talk to his parents. Oh. He oh, was, okay. He was close to his I parents. I get it. I, I get it. Hey, I, I, don't, no, I don't, yeah. No knock on that. But, uh, so, south of heaven. You got to think, like you said, what was coming out, the, Injustice for All was the same It was the, the same, same year. year. Which is also a pretty brutal album. I love that album. And it's way. born from pain. Right. But this song, I remember it from high school because I had a friend, Pete, and I used to walk to school with him in the morning. And he was always getting ready when I got there. So I had to sit on his couch and he would just put tapes, cassettes, in his cassette and hit, and hit play. And that's how I found so many bands. And this is how, like I told you, uh, Seasons in the Abyss was the first album, Slayer album I heard. And I thought it was awesome, right? And then everybody told me, oh, that's not Slayer. Slayer's so much better than that. And I went, okay. It sounds really cool to me. And then he puts out the heaven on. And it blew me away, man. Blew me away. Don't get me wrong. I love Seasons in the Abyss, but South of Heaven is the album for me. And like you said, like we said, the song starts off. I mean, I I, I can't even explain how how it made me feel. I I get that, because this to me is that that unsettling feeling. Yes. The intro is that it's harm it's it's harmonic and discordant at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's got mel- it's got this. It's got the, the it's got the, the melody that pulls yes. you in. It's 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 got this dry. It's a frenetic energy that mm-hmm. builds up. It's it's got this driving force behind it. Like you know they're building towards something. Yes. And it's that it's that wind up before the punch right. in the face. And every song feels like that. Yeah. Especially between seasons in the abyss. Um, South of Heaven, and even even though you haven't heard them, the last two albums are straight up grind punches to the face. Yeah, but it's not trying. The thing I don't I'm, think they're trying to do that. But that's, the way that's, they that's write. what I'm worried about. Is that is that I I felt like once you have a brand, you and I, it, it's even Nine Inch Nails did this for me, where they they almost try to make an album. Of that type. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, oh, you know, we're, it, Nine Inch Nails is on one of my other lists. And, and like I told you, that's Angsty Mike. And, and it, it worked back then because I was 15. Yeah. But then when I get in my 20s and I get a, <laughs> a Nine Inch Nails album and you're still doing the same, I'm like, dude. Well, if you're feeling the same way at 15. But that's what I mean. That you is that he, I, I feel like he was still trying to write those songs in the same vein. I think he might still actually feel that way sometimes. I, I wouldn't doubt it. But his style, like barring the Atticus Ross stuff and the the you know the the Grammy award winning stuff, mm-hmm. the straight up albums uh, with Teeth Ghost, all those, they're phenomenal pieces of work. Mm. But they're not aimed at us. They're not aimed at the they're still adult adult. He's still aiming fifteen year at, at young people. He's oh, a, right. he's aiming at the the emotions. Yeah. That teenagers feel. Yeah. Which I think are harder to grab onto the further you get from them. Of course. But. Men's in his 50s. Yeah, I know. And then we'll go back to Slayer. It's the same thing. You're trying to do that. And your guy's in your 60s now. But then when you look at it, if you're writing, like, we look at Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden's writing about stuff that they never experienced. Yes. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. They're, Flight of Icarus. But that's why it's timeless. 
Yes. And I think because Slayer is writing about something that you can see, but you may not always feel yourself, mm-hmm. they're hitting the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. They're hitting... Everyone's felt rage. Everyone's felt isolation. Everyone's felt dark. Everyone's hit a deep, dark place at one point in their life. If you haven't experienced darkness, you don't know the light. Right. 100%. And they are very... and. As religious as Tom Mariah has become, uh-huh. I think that's why their writing got so much darker. Yeah. And they got more aggressive because he realizes you can't celebrate the light without knowing how dark it can get. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And he's watched friends drop dead. And he's yeah. he's watched friends give in to violence and anger and addiction and pain. The same thing, you know, all these other bands experience. They're just being themselves about it. And yeah. they're one of those bands that maybe didn't need to change. Like, you know, we talk about things don't need to evolve. Yeah. There's no. some animals that just don't. Yeah. Like sharks haven't evolved. But that that that's what turned me off to them. That's okay. that's all. I want a little little You want a you a, want a little, a little, little evolution. Ballad? A little no. <laughs> would no. you want a ballad if by Slayer? If Slayer came out with a va- ballad, I would burn all my Slayer albums. <laughs> but uh Is it the same way everyone got mad at Metallica? Yeah. Load and reload? I I uh, I got stories about that too. I have I, I, I that's didn't a hell like, I'll die on. I didn't like it, but uh, I, I I'll even call out guys specifically. It's, it's enjoyable. We we uh, in college it. there was this kid, this guy Omar, who called. Yeah, I'm calling him liquor because there's no metal left. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I laughed at that. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> 2000, 2001, That's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, I, it, listen, we were talking about uh, uh Scott on the way over here, and uh, Scott and I had we went to Florida, right, and. uh like a date? We, yeah, it was just me and him. Yeah. You know, a little Florida trip to Fort Lauderdale. A lot of eye contact. <laughs> so, we used to make fun of how how strong they made the 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 riff look in in until it sleeps when the break after the breakdown, right? And we used to he was in the shower. <laughs> It was on MTV when MTV played music when we were in Florida. And I was in the room and he comes running in from the bathroom in his towel. And he just, we just both Because It's so it's, fun, it's, man. They had to make it look tough because it's not. Right. But that's because they had the image to look up to. Yeah. They had the image to look out for. Um, for me, those two albums are not metal albums. They're hard rock albums. Yes. Yeah. And if you look at them through the eyes of hard rock, they're really good albums. Yeah. Um, I just... I, I, the, they don't sit in this list at all. No, uh, yeah, we. I mean, we're we're deviating, but uh, just the last thing on Metallic, those load and reload, really. Your you, you, you album title. They album titled one, <laughs> and they realized we we it, this is connected. We have to do another one. What do we call it? It couldn't be the second load. It had to be reload <laughs> because the second load would give away what the cover is. Yeah, funny story. You're gonna love this. One of my friends was dating a guy. His friend wanted to get the load flames tattooed on his arm. The not realizing. <laughs> For those who do not know, the load flames are blood and semen. <laughs> I think nobody should have told him and let him do it. And it would have made my life complete. Because I know this guy. And he's a good dude. He's a, yeah. He was an awesome guitarist. I, don't, I know he's playing here and there. He's an, he's a chef. He does educational stuff. If he had blood and semen on his oh. arm tattooed, I would howl every time I saw him online. Oh, that's funny. And I see him online a lot. <laughs> so the next one. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, 
Is this me this and you? Is, I, I lost track. Oh, okay. This is me. Okay. This is the possibly the greatest song ever written. Oh. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um. So good. I was casually introduced to Black Sabbath. My dad listened to whatever was on the radio. If something came on weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath until I was in high school. Yeah. And the first time I heard it, was not the first time I heard Black Sabbath. It wasn't the first album I heard Black Sabbath all the way through. Right, right. That was Paranoid. Paranoid was the mm-hmm. first album beginning to end. And then someone told me I had to hear this. This is a song you have to listen to in headphones. I, this is a headphone song for me. I don't know why. I, I am a, I'm a, a stereo in the bedroom kind oh, of yeah? person. Oh, yeah? Okay. I could do both. Our bedroom, we, for, we do not have a TV. Yeah. We, now we have a projector for... If we want to watch something on, you know, online, but in general, that's always off. Okay. What is always on are the speakers connected to a Chromecast for audio. And I'll playlist, like I have my tablet here, I'll th- I have a pl- uh, tablet by the bed, I throw a playlist on and cast it to that to the mm-hmm. speakers. They're great speakers, they were given to me by a coworker. Okay. They're phenomenal sounding, it makes everything sound good. Yeah, this is, that, yeah, this, this is, this is a headphone one for me. I and like listening to, even though the it's, rain. It's, it's dead space. You understand what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, I'm trying to explain the the with the bells and that mm-hmm. I love the empty space, the, just the thunder and the rain yeah. sounds. And 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 it in headphones it makes it so much better for me. The Black Sabbath, you've you've seen my love for Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know this. I have heard every singer Black Sabbath has ever had sing this song and live, n- not in person. Oh, okay. but I've heard. Either bootleg cassettes or yeah. bootleg CDs or something of each singer. Ozzy's the best. Ozzy, Ozzy was the original. I've oh, heard yeah. Dio do it. Yeah. I've heard Tony Martin do it. Okay. I like Tony Martin better. Really? I thought you were going to go Dio. For this song. I thought you were going to go Dio. Okay. Dio, Dio, he hated singing Ozzy stuff. Yeah. And with good reason, he is a classically trained singer. He was, right. he was a doo-wop singer. He had the ability, the voice, and Ozzy's... Using his voice to sing, mm-hmm. he's not really. It's, that's Ozzy's voice, right? It's yeah. He's so not, to sing he's not... it in Ozzy's voice was annoying to Dio. Really, one of the reasons he ended up quitting. The okay. first time he quit, yeah, was was a, a fight about singing Ozzy's songs. Mm. Hence, why Heaven and Hell, the the band that he did the, with with Tony Iommi, of... oh, you know, based on the the album Heaven and Hell, yeah, they made a separate band, did separate writing, and it was so good, yeah. But back to Ozzy, Ozzy was 19 when they recorded when this. that one, right? Yeah. It was put out in 19, it was recorded in 1969 and released in 1970. Okay. So this song came out right after uh, Woodstock. What I love is that we were both not born. We were not even, we're, <laughs> we weren't even a thought in my parents' eyes yeah. or your parents' no, eyes. No, I don't even, no, my parents weren't even together yet. Yeah. My, well, my parents were. <laughs> my mom stalked my dad it's weird what <laughs> we joke my mom and dad knew each other since they were teenagers they yeah st- the joke is my my mom stalked my dad because she used to follow him around like a puppy <laughs> okay so i i always mess with her saying oh you stalked daddy and she's like stop it goes along with eight other jokes i make about my parents they're like salt and pepper shakers this little adorable match set but that specific album came out when everyone else was singing Sunshine of Your Love. Right, right. And uh, all these 
upbeat Santana had Oyakomova. Mm-hmm. It all this other upbeat and spiritual. And, and you got this. And then the darkest. And the entire album is it's not a concept album, but each song is conceptually dark. Right. Um this is about a black mass. This is about a witch's ceremony. Oh yeah, you could yeah. You could, um, the lyrics themselves. Yeah. Just... But this is written by the the lyrics back then were a combination of Ozzy and Geezer. That was right? It wasn't a, a book uh this was uh that was given based to on him, a book, yeah. right? Um that that whole first album is completely yeah. completely twisted as far as writing War Pigs and all that, but Black Sabbath hit me hard. Yeah. And this is this is what cemented me wanting to play bass. Like wanting to be a bassist. Really? Like not just a bass player but learn the instrument and play mm. like Geezer. Yeah. Cuz that's the dream. Dream is Geezer and Steve Harris. Right. If that's the I'm feeble Reaching up for the <laughs> for the finger of God, um, the Sistine Chapel. You know the, the I, full. I have a picture to show you about that one. I I don't want to know about anything <laughs> no. finger going up towards somebody. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> off topic. No, when, when we were in Florida a few years ago, God, it's probably about nine or ten years ago. There was a butterfly in my parents' lanai. <laughs> I was in my bathing suit. But the picture was only taken, I believe Mary Jane took it from my waist up, so I have no shirt on. I'm like this, reaching for the butterfly. My, I need that photo. My family and friends photoshopped me in every fucking I need that photo. situation. I need and that. one of them my brother-in-law did was the one with God. That's the best one. Yes. I, uh, um, Anyone reaching or pointing? If I remember correctly, he put it in a frame and it was on his mantle above the fireplace. Like that big? Like, no, no, not that. It's an eight by ten. I would do that <laughs> with no shame. I would absolutely do that. After this, I'll show you. I'll, Hashtag I'll, Thomas Kincaid. I and, don't know why. And and if I do find it, we could put it on the show notes. <laughs> oh, that is perfect. Just perfect. Now we're including photos in this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, our Instagram is going to be linked. Our the this actual pod uh, this actual podcast cannot contain audio. But we will link the playlist in the description. Right. So you guys will be able to hear what we're talking about. It's going to be each song in the order we talk about it and why. Right. Because the copyrights, we can't play the yeah. music. We can't even play a part of the music, really. It would max out at eight seconds yeah, without so, a strike. So uh, so we want, to, we want to give you content. We want to give you what we're hearing from each other. Mm-hmm. But we got to focus on what we have and right. not, you know, not keeping it from the rest of the world. And so entertain gonna... you through our, through our imagination, through your imagination. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Theater of the mind. Ugh. Gross. All right. So n- the next one. Yes. This is you. Uh, Soldiers under command by Striper. Yes. The least evil thing I've ever heard yet. Possibly the Come most on, man. evil thing I've ever heard. How can we not do the devil made me do it without a striper song? At least in my head. Cause antithesis is important. <laughs> so for those who don't know, the song is, um, the title so- track, again. the title track soldiers under command, uh, 1985 striper. Striper is a synonymous Christian rock. Band. It may be the original. No. Well, heavy metal. They are the first. They are the first openly religious band. Well, heavy metal part. Yeah, there are a lot of heavy metal guys who are very religious, very devout Christians. Right. But these guys were not only not only devout Christians; they were very open about preaching and 
bringing people into their religion. Mm. Uh, they were um, they distributed Bibles at their own shows. Yeah, they handed out Bibles. Um, Striper was known for the black and yellow stripes. Yes, and their Bibles, their guitars, their Bibles, everything had black and yellow. Did stripes. the Bibles have black and yellow? I didn't. I didn't they know did. that. They used to hand them hand them out to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Which is a dangerous game for a crowd. If you hand out Bibles and they start throwing them, you're going to hurt. That's going to hurt. Yeah, it's a big book. Um, the singer Michael Sweet is a glam metal icon. Yeah. Uh, super amazing and, voice. And I also got to say, don't get me wrong. I didn't put this on as a joke. I know you didn't. I, the second I, I saw it, I'm like, I see what he did here. Yeah. And I, I, I listened to it the same four or five times. Yeah. The same as every other song. Gave it a real... Like, this has some of the most, most notes... About it, the, the 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 reason why I picked it is because it's truly, and um, as most of their songs are truly good. Yeah, no, they're really good. You know, and um, as as much as it makes me, uh, you know, I joke around about it and I laugh about it. If you listen to the song, it's a good song. It's yeah, the shortest amount of lyrics in a song. That song, that uh, song. even 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 less than than to hell with the devil. Yes. I checked. It's the shortest amount of, of lyrics I've ever seen. Yeah, because and of these, songs, it was a toss up between those two songs, "To Hell with the Devil" and uh, you know, "Under Command." And and uh, I I picked this one because I, f- I felt like it, it it had a little more substance to it. It does have a lot of substance to it. It has a lot of their their personal belief and their feelings right. in it. One thing I love about Striper, and this is I'm not a religious person. They are very religious. Right. They are. Um, in a time when it was sex, drugs, excess, they had no allegations. Yeah. They, to this day, nobody's ever accused them of anything. anything. Yeah. They, um... And the, the, the great thing is you listen to the lyrics and I, you can feel that they believe it. They, it's not it's done... It's not done as a, uh, as a gimmick. And it's not tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It's, it's no, it's the real earnest. deal. It's yeah. the real deal. They are, as... As much as I am not religious, mm-hmm. I see what they're doing, and I yeah. respect that. Yeah, that is. A huge... I mean, we had that again. <laughs> we always say we're not going to do religion yeah, in apologies. the car, but we don't shut the fuck up. But ah, uh... oh, damn, where was I going with this? Damn, I forgot. Yes, <laughs> got him, got him. <laughs> um, I'll throw this out because it's weird. The black and yellow motif. Yeah, everything being stripes. I love it. Yeah, and then the name. I never knew. I thought, this is what I was telling you in the car too. The Isaiah fifty three five. Yeah, I, I read. I never knew what it meant. I never, as a kid growing up, I never even thought to look it, look it up, and I did. Yeah, I, and it explains the name. I never, I, I never questioned the name. We sometimes see something that's like, oh yeah, it's oh, a striper. Bible quote. All right, whatever. Yeah, um, Shadow Demise. We had a song. Um, one of this, it was nobody ever knows what Psalm sixty nine is. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. So we looked it up and. My singer Steve said, "Help me, O oh God, for the waters are up to my neck." Okay, that's and what Psalm sixty nine is. That's exactly what Psalm sixty nine is. Okay, there is an entire song written about that. Shadow Demise wrote, <laughs> and it's "Save me, O oh God, for the." Well, wasn't that a ministry waters. album too? Yeah, Psalm sixty nine. Yeah, but nobody ever looked up what it meant. Yeah, yeah. It's like John three sixteen. Yeah, I forget what that is. Yeah, but everyone's everyone's seen it. Nobody knows what it is. I've, I've read it before. I don't remember what it means either. I know. I, go Mets? I don't know. Go Mets? <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't like baseball. <laughs> so the other thing is, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Michael Sweet, the guitarist mm-hmm. and singer for Striper, 
also fronted Boston from 2007 to 2011. What? Yeah. I had to look it up. What? Is this after the guy died from a barbecue barbecue in 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 the bathroom? Oh, bedroom, whatever it was. Uh, Yes. uh, Brad Delph, uh, very depressed, decided to put a barbecue in his bedroom, seal off the windows, leave, leave notes for his family not to come in, and committed suicide. And one of the singers he was replaced by was Michael Sweet from... That's crazy. And I'm not a huge Boston fan. You know, everyone knows I, I more, than, more a feeling. than a feeling. That's yeah, it, that's yeah. It. Um, we'll get into the 80s rock bands. Yeah. Oh, I have a list. And my. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to break it out now. The song Jukebox Hero by Foreigner. Yes. My son loves that song. He is six years old. Right. He heard that song and thought it was Juicebox Hero. Yes. And it is. Come on. You've got to keep that for misheard it's a, lyrics. It's going to be. And it's not mine. It's a preview. It's your but son's. It's, yeah. it's great. It's, uh, <laughs> he loves that song. He bops his head in the backseat of the car. Loves it. Juicebox Hero. So. That's awesome. That leads us to your bonus song. Yes. No, it doesn't. Oh, no. No, we it doesn't. More. We got one more we got yours. One more on my side. And this is the darkest, angriest song I've ever heard. 1999's DNR by Testament. Do not resuscitate. Yes. This was, for those who do not know, Testament is a Bay Area thrash band. They are part of the big four. Yeah. You know. Are they? In my, they belong there more than, than uh, Slayer. Yeah. As far as, do you consider Slayer thrash? Or do you consider the, them the, the root, one of the roots of death metal? No, I, I always thought it's thrash. I consider them. They're, I don't know. But if that's the case, then they, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get rid of anybody uh, from the, from the big four, it's Megadeth. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Megadeth. I, I am I am an Anthrax guy. I love yeah. Megadeth. I am I am a dual Anthrax guy. I have to be an Anthrax guy. They came from my neighborhood, basically. But here's the argument: I like John Bush better. Get. I can't do this with you anymore. <laughs> Did I just break up the club? Oh my god! I love John Bush. Yeah. First Anthrax I heard oh, was John Bush. Oh, that stuff. It's it's amazing. If only whatever the hell it was. Only was an awesome song. Um, not as good as um, most of Stomp Four Four Two was good, but Volume Eight, the entire album, with Dan Spitz gone, they yeah. got Dimebag to fill in. Yeah. Dimebag Daryl to fill in on guitar without credit, and he rocked it. Yeah. And that album is just pure, just a kick to the face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, but go ahead. Go. Agree to disagree. So DNR, I yeah. did not hear when it came out. Okay. I was... This is the first time I've heard it, too. Uh, really? Well, yeah. I, I've, I've dabbled in Testament here and there. But... Uh, is it th- the name? It, it, no. <laughs> what, DNR or, no, or Testament. Testament? No. Some people think, oh, they're a religious band. No, no. I never, I never got that for a second. But uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's just one of those ones that never caught. I would listen to it, I would like it, but it, I never, it, it never caught on. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll listen to it. Another the, one where if it came on the on the playlist, the early thrash stuff, like the the regular thrash stuff, is very different than this. Yeah, and I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, Low is one of my favorite albums. Testament Low. So you could tell me I, you you I, didn't get yeah, into it. You can call me Blow. I don't. I'd say bl- I, don't, I don't know. It's gonna. This is gonna be one of this album in particular is gonna be a deep dive somewhere okay. down the line. But DNR is a, it's an album kickoff. Mm-hmm. The first really album, first the first song of the, the album first track. Okay. Um, I am a big fan of how albums start. And yes, end. absolutely. I, that was another topic I was thinking of. Is is yeah. 
so uh, start off song. This starts off the album and it sets uh, a tone that he is he he sets it up and keeps it going through the entire album. Okay. There is not a, a there's not a moment of peace in this album. There's no there's, they don't take the their foot off the gas. No, Just go. Not once. It is brutal, 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 but this song specifically what it's saying. Yeah. No matter what happens, do not bring me back. That's pretty fucking dark, dude. And this is <laughs> now this is the second album they made post his bout with throat cancer. Okay. So he's writing this from that standpoint. Do not bring me back. See, now that's a cool fucking story, man. He had that's they had one album before this. That now had had he died? No. Oh, okay. He had no cardiac stoppage, yeah, nothing. Yeah. His experience was pain. Uh-huh. And coming from that probably fear of being sick and you know, right, that's you know, most people who sign DNRs don't want to suffer. Just let me go. Yeah. Yeah. Now the th- the thing that amazes me about this is this is the second album after his treatment. Mm. The first album, his voice sounds like pure gravel. Like it's straight it's not thrash metal. Yeah. It's a death metal album. It's they so good. made it that way. He I think that's all he could do yeah. at that point. No, but I mean the music changed as the well. The music changed and everything. Oh, There's okay. a shift between I fr- I think it might have been low mm-hmm. and I forget the name of that album offhand. Uh-huh. But those two albums, in between, his cancer treatment was there, his recovery is there. Yeah. His voice hadn't come back yet. Like, it was still healing. Mm. And in that process, he got real growly, real aggressive. Yeah. And then on this album, he was able to sing uh-huh. with the growl. Are they still around? Are they still around? Are they still, still making touring, albums? still writing. Oh, they okay. have, actually, they have the best rhythm section in heavy metal right now. Really? They have Steve, Steve DiGiorgio on bass. Even better than Iron Maiden. From Death. Okay. Steve DiGiorgio from Death and from Control Denied. And they have um, Dave Lombardo from Slayer oh, on drums. Okay. This is a step to the side. I won't call it a step up or down. Yeah. From their previous drummer, who was a monster. Um, My brain just stopped again. For it what? just quits. I'm looking what? for a name. I went, my Don't brain worry about the names. Name. Don't worry about the names. Um, now, so uh, go ahead to talk about this drummer. Not not Lombardo, but the previous drummer. He hurt me. Why? I went to see. <laughs> what do you mean? I went to see Slayer. Uh, not Slayer. I went to see Testament. It took on, me backstage. I was by Sorry. the sound booth. <laughs> oh God! I, I, wait a minute. Go ahead. Which is far back. And I'm sitting there enjoying the show. And these songs, they start playing songs from this album. Uh huh. And they get to a song from the middle of this album. And his double bass was rattling my chest. Awesome. To the point where it hurt. Yeah. I have never heard anyone play like that. Now, we I've know heard one of the story there like are that. triggers. He plays with triggers like most live drummers do because drums need to be amplified. Yeah. But he hit so hard. I could I could feel it in my chest. Yeah. And it was it was amazing. And I the only thing I regret from that show is that the bassist that they were using at the time was their original bassist and not Steve DiGiorgio. Uh huh. Steve DiGiorgio was on this album. Okay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this lineup is DiGiorgio and Lombardo. Mm-hmm. So this had Dave the, Lombardo on it. The album itself. This album. Okay. T- uh, now, 
this is what I wanted to ask the you. The gathering it, by is Testament. is is there an evolution with Testament? A hundred percent. Like you told me that one album, I wanted. It's a it's a it's a shift that that I would respect the shit out of because you know they listen. put out a straight up death metal album, right? And then went, and then they went to this, okay. And then from this, they've turned back into thrash, right? But now it's an older, more mature, still fast as hell, still aggressive as hell. But yeah, it is like. They hang out with bikers. Yeah. Like they're they're huge in the biker community. They ride. They they have a song called Henchman Ride. They mm-hmm. hang out with the henchmen. These are awesome songs. Yeah. The same way that, like most people, make fun of Metallica for their changes. Yeah. Because they don't know the pain and suffering that they that they had when they were younger. Mm-hmm. They no longer have to think about that. Testament's still writing about the same stuff. Right. Wanting to be happy. Wanting, but you know, and not being. Wanting to be, wanting to not be angry and still being angry, being afraid. Yeah, you know, uh, people make fun of metal for not being, you know, just for being, rah, rah, rah. and it's not. It's not. And that's that's one thing that I I wish people would understand. And it, 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 yeah, going. I'm sure your parents, my parents, oh my mom to this day. I remember you used to go in the basement and listen to that devil music. I'm like, mom, if you just listen to two, what they were saying. Two floors down, I got yeah. the, I got the same two. Yeah, doing the same stuff. My dad in the car. Was making fun of something I was listening to. It was eighties music. It yeah. wasn't even. He goes, "I prefer the other stuff." My wife switched tracks. Yeah, and it goes to Andy James. He's a guitarist. He puts out solo guitar work. You know, no vocals. Right. And it's a song after midnight. Yeah. And that song just my dad's grooving to it. Yeah. He's the current guitarist Same. for Five Finger yeah. Death Punch. Really? Yeah. He's, he's one of the current guitarists. For I five don't finger. like Five Finger Death Punch. I have opinions. They're both good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's some stuff that they wrote that's really cool. Um, they have a duet with Halford. Really? Yes. And it's a really good Halford duet. Yeah. Because it sounds like it was written for his voice. Yeah. And that leads us to our final song. Yes. Better By You, Better Than Me by Judas Priest. Not a heavy metal song. Not a heavy metal song. Not this a is devil a rock song. and roll song. It is not a devil song. It is just unfortunately linked to the term evil. Right. Because the satanic panic. The panic, the satanic panic is really based on D&D. I know. But, but it, the, it, the heavy metal music heavy came, metal came into under it. Heavy metal came under heavy fire. And these these guys, Halford and, and it was Halford, Tipton, Hill, and um, Downing. Right. Really, and I forget the drummer. It might have been Atkins. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they got sued because a kid... Committed suicide, and they said that they, yeah, they, this, this is this the, is where this is one of the songs where yeah, that it was the reverse uh, playing it in reverse that there was do something it, do it or something do it. Initially, in the in, it, they were talking about reverse lyrics. Then it was it was underneath his breath. Yeah, uh, to the point where Rob Halford sat on the stand and sang the chorus and the outro to the song to the court, so they could hear his breathing while yeah. he did it. It's amazing. Um, it's it's unfortunate that he had to do that. Yeah. This is a guy who if you ever follow him on Instagram, Rob Halford Legacy I on Instagram. Love that man. He He's is the best. He is not only a heavy metal icon, he is a uh animal activist. Right, he's a humanitarian. He's a he's... humanitarian. He's a gay uh a gay icon. He's a yeah. flag carrier for all of these things that shouldn't be issues but they've made issues over time right like the fact that he has to say you shouldn't hurt animals yeah is amazing (laughs) like he shouldn't have to get on a on a box to yell that and the man is 
how old is he? Seventy-two. 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 And he just. He, 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 they're, they're still touring. They just they, came around here a little a few weeks ago. They were just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, from what I hear, there's also a recording of a duet with him and Dolly Parton from that show. I heard. I heard that as well. If that is true and that comes out, I am ripping that and I'm giving it to everybody I know. Because <laughs> Jolene by by um, Dolly Parton mm-hmm. is one of the greatest songs ever written. Okay. It I like is, it. It is. I wouldn't say greatest of all time. It's one of the greatest songs okay. ever written. Hay listen, I'll give when it you to think you. about when you think about songs, especially in that topic. Yeah, stealing, getting your man stolen, stealing somebody else's. That is, it's it. It could be in a heartbreaker mm-hmm. list. It's so good. It's she's writing about the insecurities of a of a grown woman who's married to a man that is in love with another woman. Yeah, moaning her name in his sleep. That's that's messed up. <laughs> I don't know where Rob Halford fits into that song. <laughs> well, wait, is that the song they did? Yes. Oh, okay. If if that maybe if, he's just harmony. Maybe he's just. I can't imagine how those voices fit together, but I'm dying to hear it. We'll have to look it up after this. Um, the other thing, when when they when they sued Judas Priest, I don't think they expected them to show up to court. Really? Because they were sued in America. Yeah. And they're not American citizens. Right. These of course. guys are English. These are Steel Town English guys. And Halford was the one who said, we have to go. Yeah. Um, they defended not only, they not only defended themselves, but they defended the type of music that they were playing to a level that we, most musicians don't ever have to do. Right. There's only, and did it well. I, and I think there's only a few other musicians in history that have ever defended themselves like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Denver, Dee Snyder, Frank Zappa at the PMRC mm-hmm. uh, conferences, um, Randy Blythe in, in uh, Prague, Czech Republic. Wasn't he? He was accused of murder, right? He was. He was being accused of murder because of a crowd, a crowd incident. So it wasn't him personally. It was the he, band playing, and no, he. It was him personally because he pushed the kid off the stage. Oh, okay. But he, the kid, was beaten by security and right, knocked, right. knocked around. It was. Excuse me. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a horrible time for him, and it led to a very good album. Yeah. But he went through hell. Yeah. Um, Frank Zappa. They did not expect him to come in and defend himself at the PMRC like mm. that. Um, D. Snyder wiped the floor. That yeah, I remember them. that. And yeah. D. Snyder came in in t-shirts, sunglasses. It looked like he was hungover. Yeah. And from what I understand, D. Snyder's not a party guy. No, I don't think so. I think he's not a teetotaler, but definitely reserved. Yeah. Um, you know, and for those who don't listen to uh, Twisted Sister, they're a party band. The very yes. few things they've written about evil is like you're going to burn in hell because you're evil. <laughs> Um, under, they were they I were in trouble it. for the song Under the Blade, which they thought it was about murder. Yeah. It was about him going under uh surgery for polyps in his yeah. throat. Um John Denver. Who attacks John Denver? I don't even remember the John Denver one. Rocky Mountain High. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he talks about getting Rock- high? He doesn't. But they because Rocky Mountain we, High, Colorado. Yeah, just because about we interpret us. music, right? They interpreted music through the eyes of "I want to cause trouble." Get out of here! On the same group of accusations was um, Wasp. Okay. Who are Staten Island guys? By yeah, the way. I did not know that. I they didn't were Staten know that. Guys. And uh, they defended themselves too, but they yeah. didn't. It wasn't public. Yeah, but. D. Snyder, Frank Z- Frank Zappa really tore him to shreds. D. Snyder tore to shreds, and John Denver, being the nicest person in America at the time, yeah, was like, 
we're just having fun. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. It's all good. <laughs> and on that note, this has been The Devil Made Me Do It, episode three of the of Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. We're going to get this right one day. This was cool, man. As usual, it's been a pleasure. We love you. I love you. I love you, dude. And this has been a great time. Peace. We'll see you soon. <laughs>